Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Good Neighbors, the actual play podcast of Monster of the Week. After a harrowing ride on the Louisiana Union luxury train, the gang is in a brief moment of respite. For this interlude, we're going to do things a little differently and see where the gang wants to go in a largely unplanned couple of days. There are plenty of options, plenty of mysteries to chase. It's up to the good neighbors to decide how they want to deal with things day to day and what's important enough to investigate. Before that, though, uh, does anyone uh, want to plug anything? Any other projects anyone wants to talk about? Yeah, check out Master Daters on Twitch. They're really <laughs> good. Ooh. Yeah, uh, and every Monday night from 7 o'clock, I believe, uh, Aspiring Adventures on Twitch is also very good. I'm a selfish bastard. I'm going to plug my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was kind of I kind of returned the chain instead of continuing it forward. So that's June uh, or not June. I'm Andy. June is a character I play. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear me on other stuff, I have two podcasts on the Where They May Radio Network, and my fiance has we just got some new branding. And oh, it looks thank lovely. you. Yeah, the art is really good. Uh, that was Reese's Pieces. Art did that. Um. But yeah, uh, I have two shows on that network. My fiance has uh, the third show on the network. Uh, and we do a show together called Ending Pending. So there's some great podcasts over there. You should check them out. Uh, Fan Fiction is good, actually. And Force Friends Rewatch are the other two shows. Nice, nice. Look for me in the stars and know that when you look at the moon, I look at the same moon also and that I'm always watching. Terrifying. But she looks at it from the other side. Also, donate to your local bail fund. And uh, there's a ton of mm. anti-trans legislation going through different uh, different states. So if you uh, call your politicians and threaten them, that's what you should do. Mm. Pitchforks is coming. Uh, to continue the plug train, uh, uh, It'll be like 90 years until it comes out. But if you ever are interested in playing uh, the uh, reboot of the Elder Scrolls Morrowind called Skywind, uh, it's, it's still in production right now. Uh, it is still accepting voice actors. But if you eventually do play it, you'll hear me in like more than a dozen characters. So that'll be exciting whenever that comes out. That's awesome. Uh, you can kill me multiple, multiple times. I plan to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's called Skywind. Two words. Okay, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's get back into it. Uh, before I, I get us going here, I'm going to start off with a couple of prompts, and then I will set the stage real quick, and then we'll hop into the rest of it. So, it has been a full day since you got back from your railroad adventure. Uh, Matt, after you guys jumped off the train into the open marshlands, how did you all get back to Constance, and what, if any complications, did you overcome? Flint tried to hitchhike, but very few people were willing to stop for a crazy-looking man drenched in swamp muck. So instead, he relied on one of our more uh, phone-owning <laughs> allies to call us a rideshare service. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, I think rideshare service is kind of like on like fresh in the in the world of Louisiana right now. Uh, so I do think that you had to like wait like a really, really long time and it costs like a bajillion dollars because as uh, sort of not can attest getting a rideshare service from one city to another is terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Anna, since you all have returned, the people of Constance have been acting just a little off lately. Nothing too crazy, but just enough that it pings on your radar that something is different. What is this new behavior or tick? I think that people um, cough a lot more, and they sort of cough, and then they kind of cover their mouth as they speak. Uh, like with one hand over their mouth, they seem to be like cupping their face to sort of obscure their lips. Uh, almost oh, as so if... it's like they're whispering. I thought you were just being polite. Like, yes, cover your mouth. No, you should cough into your elbow and, you know, <laughs> don't be a dick. But like, 
I think people use that as a sort of segue to make it so that their um, lips and the shapes that they make with their mouths aren't being caught by like uh, traffic cams and security cameras and stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting. It kind of seems like people are kind of on edge and, and talking in, in sequit a little bit here. Yeah? yeah. That's really funny because the next prompt I have is Soren. People have begun to gossip about the strange happenings in Constance, citing incidents like gunfire in the night, people speaking unrecognizable languages, and the like. Do you attempt to suppress this talk? Do you leave it alone? Do we spin it? What do we do? Oh, oh come on. Come on now. You know, you know, you know. You, you, you must have seen this coming, right? I mean, I mean, this is very, very clearly time for the work of... Let me go back in my notes. Ron McGuffin, lead producer on Farms Along Klondike's Eternity, fomenting in the levee momentarily, the great new indie Jake Gyllenhaal film. This is, these were all just, these were, they were, it's just guerrilla filming, you know? We're doing an indie movie, it's low budget, we, we gotta do our effects in the streets without warning people at 3am. Everyone, you gotta, we're artists, okay? So, yes, we, we I, I think I spend time cultivating <laughs> cultivating all of this into groundswell for a new promotional campaign. When, when Kasha slips into these alternate identities, are there like <laughs> like visual disguises involved? I think the hat changed. I think it's just the hat. <laughs> I think everything else is the same. I've always imagined Cassius just going into a fugue state and these That's identities speaking through him. <laughs> That's literally what I've been imagining this whole time. <laughs> oh, very, like very good. <laughs> middle ground. Look, if Jeff Goldblum can join a D&D podcast, Jake Gyllenhaal can join a Monster of the Week podcast. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god, that would be the pinnacle of my life. Come on, Jake. <laughs> if you hear us, get Jake in here. Boy. I don't actually know much about Jake Gyllenhaal. Is Mr. He cool? Spider-Man's. Oh, he's Spider Mysterio or something? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm anyway, always hesitant to express right? uh, excitement over any given celebrity because within That's 20 true. minutes, people are like, he shoots dogs and like it's always something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Consider my expectations mitigated. And pops balloons <laughs> for joy. Like, it, it's bad. Mm. Yeah, I was Anyways, a huge Army Hammer uh, fan, and uh, then I found out that he tried to, like, eat his girlfriend uh, or some shit, so. Big bummer. Big, big bummer. It's it's gotten to a point where I can no longer tell, like, what is a joke at this point. <laughs> We're here to distract <laughs> yeah. you. I'm sorry. Army Hammer's cannibalism. Uh, uh, there, Dandy, there are whispers in the unseen underbelly of Constance. You catch it at Eden's last, and James appears to be ignoring it, by and large. What is the gist of what people are saying? So these are rumors in the underbelly. Yeah, and that can be taken one of two ways. That can either be like the sure. criminal underbelly or the magical sure. underbelly. Um, I think that because James doesn't deal with like savory magic people, he only deals with like the uh, baddies. There have been uh, dead birds inside people's mailboxes. <laughs> can you imagine in in the tavern? I found a dead f bird in my mailbox, and James just wiping the counter. So, uh, got any relationship troubles, huh? <laughs> Someone let Jared Leto into Constance. Oh Jesus Christ. Jared Leto, do not join our podcast. Yeah. Jared Leto, stay away from our podcast. Yeah, we're going to slowly cultivate a list of do and do not <laughs> Please put us in contact with Margot Robbie. And, yeah. and then forget us entirely, please. Is Margot Robbie cool? I don't she know, cool. but I think so. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I think the uh, average citizen in Constance right now is 
more out and about than they used to be. I think uh, Constance being a, a more uh, older, uh, kind of wealthy but weirdly run down place has led it to a lot of like kind of shutting in or at the very least kind of clicks here and there that kind of stayed amongst themselves. And right now, things are either weird or fun, depending if they believe the, the movie thing. Uh, and I think people are just kind of out and talking to each other, trying to like not put together the pieces, just like just to talk for the sake of doing so. And I think that means makes the city both feel more alive and more watched on accident. The scene opens on Agent Wyetta Grimm, sitting on a pier in McGann Harbor. Uh, beside her are a handful of newspapers, a notebook, and some blurry pictures. We close in on her as the wind whips her tie and afro to the side, and she says, I'll find you. From behind, we see a handful of Bureau agents approach to discuss their limited surveillance of Constance. We see Dr. Garcia as he picks up Rashida from the local junior high. And on the ride home, she asks why he's been so overprotective lately. He tells her that it's hard to explain, but he will when he can. We see Jude Keaton watching the same cycle of TV shows that he has been for the past couple months. In his armchair, the teenager eats chips and blankly stares into the ether while his mom looks on worried. Constance is on edge. The weird is then bubbling up above the surface and it's getting harder and harder for people to explain it away in their heads. Good neighbors, as we settle in with this new day, where do we find you? Probably that pizza goat place, right? I mean, that's yeah, pizza goat. That seems to be like our whole spot. If there is like a, uh, like one or two cabinet arcade games, like a Mrs. Pac-Man or something, I think that Beck is definitely like playing Pac-Man in the pizza place. I think the pizza is, is, a, truck. is a truck, right? It's oh, a food truck. It is a truck. What if we don't abandon this concept and it's strapped <laughs> to the top? No, that's fine. <laughs> oh no, I was I was thinking a la ludicrous, like the back of the truck opens up and there's an arcade cabinet, like built cool. with a raspberry. I mean, the truck is mobile, so it could set up outside an arcade. Right, Which is probably a good place That'd to be make pretty a much ideal uh, as a pizza truck. That's yeah. true. That's the dream. Well, let's say that uh, the normally I think the truck is in kind of a uh, like June's neighborhood for right now it has moved to like an arcade uh, just to, for a lunch hour rush. And there's like a bunch of dumb, you know, kids outside uh, eating pizza, running around playing games. <laughs> and also Beck is there playing um, games. June is annihilating, <laughs> annihilating a small child at ski ball. Just <laughs> the kid is just pissed. like they, they tell you that you're cheating, wrecking this tiny you're, kid. You're, this kid's like seven, and Jude <laughs> is like flicking their ear when they go to shoot, <laughs> and just like heckling, heckling this small boy. As you ruin a youth, uh, what is everyone else is doing? <laughs> Beck is just after high scores, where she enters in every high score under dab, and then always gives away the tickets to kids. Oh, yeah, very sweet. Flint is playing Space Invaders over and over and over again, trying to crack the code in the list of high scores, not realizing that they are all back from various stages of her life. <laughs> Who is Dab? <laughs> uh, very, very good. Uh, and Cassius? I think I think Cassius is just eating his pizza and like looking out over <laughs> Because he's an kid. adult. <laughs> yeah, looking, looking out over the rest of the gang and just being like Yep. I trust my life <laughs> with these people. I think like a, a fucking... Uh, char like Chuck E. Cheese knockoff, uh, like uh, name them, name them now. Animatronic. Uh, Gregory Gouda. I don't give a fuck. Cheese. Gregory Gouda. What, no. what kind of animal is he? What's his, what's what's he like? Well, Chuck E. Cheese is a rat, right? Yeah. 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 
then Gregory Good is a mouse. It's extremely poor uh, knockoff. No similar. effort, with no time wasted. Puts a hand and goes, Hey, sport! Are you enjoying your time? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Don't forget to try for all our fun prizes! Is this like an animatronic or is this just oh, like so, a. Did I say up? animatronic? I meant person in a costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, yeah, sure, bud. Um, thing is, I'm an old, I'm an old fan. Uh, I'm okay You're for now. You're never too old for ski ball! Um, hands over to June being like, fuck yeah! Uh, I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> you like, you see a whole place of. Uh, why me? Of all people to talk okay. The the little mouth of the costume opens up and you hear, oh hey buddy, are you okay? Yeah, man. I'm just No sure, one's ever yeah, responded I'll... why me before. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just didn't think I'd be your target demographic, that's all. Sure, I guess I'll go play some air hockey or something. I don't know. Uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> they close the mask and they walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened that. to me. That was either the best salesman I've ever met, or, or I'm very bad at this. Okay, I guess I'll go play air hockey. Flip walks over to Cassius. What secrets did the mouse tell you? I don't even know. I like blacked out for two seconds. I have straight up no idea what just happened. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, you want to play air hockey? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I have an unresistible urge to play air hockey now, and I have no idea why. Do you want to play me in a patch? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, you uh, spend a couple hours unwinding uh, from your previous venture, playing your various arcade games. Uh, and we can name the arcade at a different point. More important was Gregory Gouda. Uh, and yeah. What, uh, what do you guys get up to? Uh, I, uh, am now dragging a giant octopus everywhere we go. <clears throat> His name's Sir Langston, and I won him with tickets. Very nice. I think Langston probably has some, like, Velcro to simulate the, like, suction cups, and so you can, like, mm -hmm. strap it to you, like a backpack if you wanted to. Have we been in contact with Chalamet and Rashida since we got back into town? Uh, maybe loosely. Like, if you went, hey, are you okay? They would have said, yeah. Yeah. They seemed, like, would mention, like, they seem to have backed off. But other than that, I mean, that's up to you. The more you, the more you say you, you interacted with them, the more you have. So, uh, shit's weird now, right, guys? Weirder. Why do you say that? The secret agents, everybody's on edge. All the coughing fits that the people have been having, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like, four people at the um, bar said that they found, uh, like a, a dead bird in their mailbox. Uh, alright, we're gonna have to unpack that at some point. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a prank at first, but, uh, like, I, I, I knew a kid in high school who used to piss in people's mailboxes. Uh, so I thought it was, like, one of those sort of things, but... Oh, alright. That doesn't feel like secret agent behavior. That sounds more no, like... No, I wasn't saying the two were necessarily connected. Yeah, I'm saying that sounds uh, like his weird name was culty behavior or something. His name was Andrew Fisher. Oh, all right then. He's a weird, <clears throat> weird, yeah. weird kid. Uh, speaking of kids acting weird, Cassius. I mean, full-grown man. Thank you. Didn't you say that uh, Jude was acting? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you guys seen Shutter Island? You know, the the whole thing they do there. It felt a little bit like that, you know. I feel That's like bad. Jude's probably <clears throat> fine. You know, kid's got, like, them rubber bones. He'll bounce back. Mm, 
I'm gonna wanna take a look. Yeah. Like, all that magic stuff, like, that's all you guys. I don't really know much about it, but, uh... It looked, it looked, uh, might bit off. You don't think, uh... Junior Bud had anything to do with that, do you? That... That seems like a stretch. You know, he... The kid went through something traumatic, uh, you know. And... Your, uh... Friend waved their hand and all of a sudden the kid forgot it. Hey, June. Blink blink twice if you're not allowed to say bad things about the, the man. I, I feel like you know what is it? Correlation is not causality. Then we'll just have a nice we'll we'll check in with the kid and if we need to we'll we'll just have a talk with your friend. He's probably just doing this to get out of going to school, you know. Kids do all sorts of wacky stuff. Was he going to school? I thought he I forget. Was he still doing like basic routines or was he just totally shut in? He does go he goes to school. It basically if you tell him to do something, he just does it. Like he was like, "Hey, go to school." He goes to school. Do your homework. Does his homework. And then when not given a prompt, he just sits down and watches TV for hours. Does anyone on this team have the move suspicious mind? Nope. Okay, I just wanted to check. It's a very OP move where you're basically a human lie detector, and I was wondering if anyone had it. I can be... Out of game, I basically can be a lie detector if I can figure out how to phrase it as a leading question. Mm. (sighs) But that's tricky, so it also requires him to probably be conscious enough to lie or whatever. But I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, uh, I I mean, I I truly mean no disrespect with this, uh, June, but it's starting to feel like you're protesting a bit too much about this situation. I just feel like we're spread thin. You know, there's a lot of problems. Uh, I just don't want to get bogged down and in something that... Uh, you just played skee-ball for like 45 minutes straight. That was important. <laughs> I had to rescue Sir Langston. <laughs> okay. We should finish the first problem we got involved with so that we can move on to the next. I just want to double back to all of her old cases, you know. Like I said, protest too much. All right, well, it seems like a few of us, like, if you don't want to come, you don't have to. <laughs> you can do well, your no, own I thing. feel like I should come. I feel uh, like Okay, that, yeah. well, then we're going to go, so if you want to come... You know, I'll take I'll take the lead on it. How about that? <laughs> oh, you want the lead on it? You you want to go full uh, away team Riker? Sure, let's, uh, let's head out then. Okay, you uh, uh, drive on out to uh, Jude Keaton's house. It's like 4 p.m. So it's after school. He would be home. He doesn't do any after school activities. Uh, And uh, I assume you just knock on the door. You sneak into his room. What do you do? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I'll knock on the door. Look, I told him that I would find people who know how to help with this. So if anyone asks, you probably dock this or something. Oh, uh, let me check my fake IDs. <laughs> oh, I hope she opens the door. As we're like, <laughs> they know who I am. They know what I'm about, and we are the people that found him. So, yeah, she might be willing to trust us to uh, talking to him. I did say I wouldn't use your names, uh, so maybe you guys should go wait down the street a little bit before I, so I can clear uh, it. Water department, clergy. Parks Department and IRS. I don't know if any of those are going to come in handy. I don't think he evaded his taxes. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. I could tie up the parents if y'all want to talk to the kid. (laughs) No, I really don't think we need to go in this one with fake IDs. You hear someone on the other side of the door unlocking it. Uh, Okay. We can um, play see, it off. That's I fine. fix my hair. <laughs> you see uh, Jude's, uh, you know, early 40s, early to late 40s uh, mom. Yeah, nothing crazy. She doesn't look weird or anything. Uh, answer the door. She's uh, still looks kind of tired and, and nervous, but otherwise fine. Not necessarily as bad as it was the day you met her. 
uh, and she opens the door and you can see in the living room because it's within view from the front door is Jude just sitting there watching TV kind of blankly. Uh, Jude is like this vaguely athletic kind of nerdy high school student, always wears a baseball cap and these kind of circular glasses. Uh, look, I uh, I know I said I wouldn't use your names when I was asking around the, for people who might have help, uh, but I didn't use your names. It's just that these guys, as soon as I started ask, asking about it, they instantly guessed who it was, and they just got so concerned that they wanted to come and make sure everything was okay with you guys. I couldn't stop them. I tried, <laughs> but they just really are concerned. They want to make sure everything's all right. Um, uh, okay. Um, you know, you got like. Oh, oh goodness! Oh, and I'm sorry. It's been—it's just been a little while. Hey, are you guys doing okay? How you doing? We're—we're we're good. We just heard that uh, your kid's not uh doing too well after the incident, and we wanted to try to talk to them, check in on them, see what's there's anything else we can do to help. Wonder if you want to go throw a frisbee round in the park or something. You know, get a little sunshine, a little vitamin D. Are you talking to Jude? I think, like, to the mom still, but kind of a, like, hey, we could, like, take him out. Have some fun. He hasn't doesn't seem to have responded to that. Uh, but she goes, yeah, that, that could be nice. Uh, uh, Jude, would you like to go play frisbee or anything or go outside? There's people, you know, it's the ones that, that, that found you. And Jude just sort of looks over and gives you this sort of like blank stare. Sure. And starts to get up. I don't have a frisbee. Do you have a frisbee? Oh, hell yeah, man. I got a frisbee. Okay. And they stand there and wait. Seen any seen any good movies lately there? Uh Jude? No. You know, it's it's funny. I bet some people get our names mixed up. It's yeah, funny. No, it could be depending on if you're like maybe a kind of an outside observer. <laughs> I bet. Uh, hey, this is Sir Langston. Do you want to hold Sir Langston? Do you want me to hold Sir Langston? Not really. No, I want it. Took a lot of work, but if you wanted to, you could. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Well, let's go play frisbee. Are we still? Yeah, are we still by the mom? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do they have like a yard that we can play the frisbee in? Or what yeah, yeah, they're kind of in the suburbia, more like grassy area. And yeah, you head out back, I assume. Yeah. yeah. And he he just goes with you, and he waits. He knows how to play frisbee. Uh, he does have like a bizarre level of accuracy. He doesn't seem like a person who's like, oh, yeah, rock that scuba or anything like that. But he you say throw it to me and he throws it to you dead on. This is weird. I'd like to read a bad situation. I've had it. I'm looking for the okay. roll me sharp. Uh, eight. 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 On a seven and nine, hold one. Uh, you can ask any one of these questions, and acting on those answers, you get plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What is the best way to protect the victims? Hmm. For what it, for what it's worth, I don't know as necessarily if any of these are relevant. That's fair, uh, right? Uh, if you want to switch it to investigate a mystery of like talking to a kid and just observing his behavior as a unit, sure, that seems fine by me. Okay. Um. What happened here? Uh, I think uh, the first thing you can tell is that uh, he's not, he's acting with great like immediacy. He's not trying to think anything out. He's uh, not trying to like plot his moves or anything. He's just doing what he's told, but in a way that means like he's done, he's not overthinking anything. He's not afraid of anything or looking silly or whatever. He just does it. And because of that, without any of those blockers in the way, he's doing it flawlessly, which is weird as fuck. Um, uh, and I think you can tell that in removing some of the memory, something else is, is, is gone. Hey, June, I'm going to go inside and get a soda. Do you want to, 
You want a soda? Uh, I don't drink straight mixers, but thanks. Anyone else want a soda? Oh, oh shit, no, sure. I do want a soda, actually, really badly. Yeah, then you, can, you can, then you can help me carry them, Wink. Yeah, yeah. You say uh, Wink? Yeah, me and Cassius will stay out here and play catch. Cool. You go inside. Uh, uh, his, his mom was like raiding right behind the door. Just kind of like, how's he doing? And she's holding her, her hand to her mouth. And she's like, so concerned. Well, his aim is like perfect. He's doing real that, good. That's probably good, right? Like he's, he's healthy. He's physically healthy. Oh, yeah. I, I figured he played like ultimate frisbee or something. He's he's dead on. Uh, we were just hoping we could grab some drinks or something. She seems like like that clicked for a minute. Like she didn't offer it. But uh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, uh, yes, right this way. And she guides you to the kitchen where you can get some sodas out of the fridge. Does she linger? I, I think a second, because she kind of wants to hear if things are okay. But, you know, if you just kind of, like, get soda, she'll walk out over. Is yeah. there a really liquor cabinet? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to help myself. <laughs> June! June! Oh, uh, yeah. never mind. That wasn't really the... I mean... June, what the hap is fucking with Jude? I do not know. I do not know. Come on. You don't have an inkling of an idea? I do not know what is happening with Jude. And I feel like we should not be involving ourselves in this. Why not? What's there to lose? What's the danger in checking up on him? We saved this kid's life and we took him to someone to make sure he could have a chance at a normal life. And if that didn't necessarily work out, that's rough, but that comes with the job. And we should not be sticking our noses in this anymore. So what this... This James person wipes their memories of their arcane trauma or something. June, I'm not just worried about this kid's life. I'm worried about his livelihood. He's weird. He's zombie-esque. Peter Parker doesn't go around to every person he saves and, uh, you know, try and fix their marriages. Like, we, we saved the day. We're the heroes. We can pat ourselves on the back and we can move Fuck on. God damn it, June. That's not good enough. I'm not Peter Parker. I'm I'm Beck goddamn Tui. I'm a real superhero. And that's... That's not good enough. If And outside. Yeah. And I think I, I think that, that Beck does kind of walk I think, away. That's a good note. I think uh, June does double back to that liquor cabinet for uh, a hot minute. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, outside, uh, what do we see? Flint's uh, throwing the frisbee back and forth with the uh, kid, and he just goes, So, uh, what do you remember about everything that happened? Oh, um, what do you mean by that happened? Because a lot of stuff happens. Well, you went missing, and... Oh, a bunch of us found you, and mm -hmm. um, we're, we're worried that there might be some lingering trauma. I remember that I was running, and I think I fell, and I must have hit my head, and then, and then, he, like, touches his temple like his head hurts a little. I I remember like some weird smells, like it was dirty. And then I woke up at the hospital. Oh, uh I think someone said I'm okay. Like they told me I was okay. Or something like that, and then I woke up at the hospital. Do you remember what the voice sounded like? Not really. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to tell what, like, I did remember and what was just like a dream. Even if it was just a dream, it sometimes helps to talk about it. Uh, roll me investigate a mystery. And one of you may help. Yeah, I feel like you can roll it and I'll, I'll help out. And the two of you may come out to this conversation, if you would like. Cool. Uh, I rolled a nine to help out. So that's a plus one. I believe so, right? Mm-hmm. That brings me up to a seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Somehow, even with my plus three. <laughs> Ooh, juicy. Uh, very, very good. All right. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Let's see here. What's being concealed here? Uh, are you sure? Dreams are like, I don't know. They get weird. I, I don't. I don't know how much, it, it, how helpful they can be. That's okay. I I have weird dreams too, and you know, sometimes talking about them to my friends here helps me. Uh, helps me with the anxieties that those dreams cause. Okay. Um. Uh, I have some stuff up in my room. You can come if you want, but I can also just bring it back down. If if you feel safer in your room, we'll we'll come up and take a look. Or if you feel safer bringing it back down here, whatever makes you more comfortable. Okay. Uh, Jude runs upstairs uh, without you guys, and comes back down, and they have uh, like a bunch of like crumpled papers in their hands, and some are folded, some are like tightly bound, like they've been crushed by the hands by his hands. Uh, and, um, he says, I see this sometimes, but I don't, it's happened a couple times, but I don't really remember why. It doesn't look like anything I've seen before. It's not from a movie. And he shows you the papers and it looks like, uh, sometimes when Jude wakes up, he draws this like really scratchy drawing of, uh, it looks like almost like a like an like a upside down teardrop, like a kind of like a Martian head, you know, from like the classic like little green men, what have you yeah. like an upside down teardrop that is really, really scratchy. The face is blank of it. So it's just like not filled in. It's like blank on the inside. Uh, and then uh, uh, there is like images of like in the doorway as drawn like a doorway and then light flush in. This is all drawn in just black pen light flushed in and then like a figure standing in the doorway over and over and over again it's just this sort of silhouette this long ominous silhouette would you be okay with me taking one of these sure sure um when you uh see these things uh what do you feel Um, not much, I guess. Though, uh, I admittedly, I haven't felt very intensely about anything lately, so maybe that's it. What if I told you to feel happy? He smiles? But again, it looks half-hearted. Perfect. Got it in one, kid. Sometimes you have to pretend to feel a certain way, and then maybe you'll start feeling it. Okay. Is it alright if I come back and visit again sometime? Maybe we'll play more catch? I'm actually gonna look into uh, dream interpretation and see if there's anything I can do to help you out. Okay, sure. And, uh, you know, keep trying to feel happy, kid. I'm sure it would make your ma feel better. Yeah, I can do that. I put my hand on his shoulder and I go, you feel what you feel. I'm rooting for you, kid. He looks not even, he doesn't even look confused. He just goes, thank you. What do you do? He doesn't tell you to leave. I'm going to light up a cigarette. I'm going to start leaving. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to say goodbye to the mom first and say I'm, I'll be back. You know, I talked with the kid. Uh, I uh, talked with the, the kid. He's been having some weird dreams. I, I think it might be trauma related. I, I got a friend who owes me a favor. I'm gonna tell them about the weird dreams. Uh, they're uh, they're they're good at uh, dream interpretation, psychologically speaking. See if there's any any resources, books, or anything I can bring back to help you guys along. Thank you so much. And you know, you you really didn't have to do this. You know, when, once you got him back, is that was already so much to ask of you. But this is really over the top and really sweet. It it ain't enough until you're both where you need to be. She gives you like a hug. I ain't leaving a job half finished. It's very kind. Do you guys get out of here? I think so, yeah. I want to go up to Jude and like just like put my hands on his shoulders and be like, we'll come say hi again, Jude. And I want to look in his eyes and I want to try to use sensitive. <laughs> Do it! Yeah. Yes! Oh, very cool. Yay! <clears throat> God, this never goes well. Uh, it's an eight minus what is a seven? On a seven to nine, you gain a hazy impression of something important. Uh, you do. You look into his cold gray eyes, and you see beyond it this like distant shack out in the woods. It looks run down. It looks just unused. It looks like the woods rotted and damp. It's, but it looks like it's in a swamp. And you get this odd sensation of feeling like you're being pulled towards it. And your head gets foggy and you start to get a bit of a headache. And when you come to it's like coming to without remembering that you got here. Like, you know how when you drive on a highway really mm -hmm. long, you kind of just are there in at your destination and you don't remember having driven that whole way? It feels like that. Like a, a little gap of time just disappeared from your brain. But you remember that shack. And you come back. Do I see if he seemed to register that? He did not at all. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, I'm just gonna like look around and make sure I wasn't just staring into his eyes for like an uncomfortable amount of time and then be like, yep, bye. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, I'm gonna walk down their driveway while I wait for uh, everyone else to say their goodbyes and uh, as I'm smoking I'm going to shrug my shoulders and look in their mailbox. There are no crows or dead birds in their mailbox. Cool, cool, cool. It does not cool. seem to be like some sort of calling card or something that, that James is playing right now. That's not what I was insinuating. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just uh, like jumping at shadows. For sure. All right. What do you do now? I was going to say, if nobody else had any ideas, uh, jump cut to Flint filling liquor bottles with gasoline going, I just want to talk to him. I, I just want to talk to him. <laughs> uh, Cassius, uh, you had a weird look on your face there. Everything cool? Um. So you guys know how I like, I got like, I got like the sights and stuff, you know? Like how I've, I am and have always been a real and not fake psychic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how it was never a lie. And I always have been. Um, well, I think he's still sort of stuck at the sh swamp. The, the place where we found him. I think... 
I did like a Vulcan mind meld kind of thing and like I just saw the shack and like the feeling of going towards it and for like, for to, to sort of refresh everyone's recollections the um the hag did not have a shack that's what I thought yeah, that's why yeah. I started to say shack and then I went to swamp but then I was like wait a second for sure but I mean if that's just what Cassius was thinking that's also well yeah I think he saw swamp and just thought of mm-hmm. the place but um I agree Cassius I think whatever is affecting Jude is probably still connected to the swamp I don't I I I, th- I think it started there but I think we need to go have a talk with someone and if you want to stay behind that's on you I just can't figure what the shack is about is there a shack that we know of June do you know of any shack in <sighs> I'm trusting you to be honest here which is wild coming from Cassius, but it would be appreciated. Look, I've never held anything back from you. To to my memory, I don't think I've ever lied to any of you either. Uh, but you sure as fuck obfuscate the truth. I do do that, and that is true, but it is always for your best interests and not mine. Look, I don't put my interests aside. What about Jude Keaton? Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I don't, you know, I thought that maybe investigating the swamp might be a good idea, but, uh, maybe, maybe not. It might not be the best idea. I really do think the kid's going to bounce back. So you don't, you don't know anything about a shack? I don't know if that would be relevant to helping the the kid right now. I think maybe a couple more games of Ultimate Frisbee, maybe some Can Jam, maybe we get him a corn dog. I think he'll be right as rain. Were these sort of restorative activities that you had always intended on engaging in? Or is that just sort of your solution now, that we're actually getting close to the truth and you want to, like, veer us off in the other direction? I'm not trying to veer... That kid is 17, June... Yeah, uh, look, James Pale is a very, very, uh, uncomfortable individual, and the less that y'all get tangled up with him is gonna be the, the, the better, and I do think in the long run, the less that we involve him in Jude Keaton's life, the better. The fact that he walked away from meeting James is a win. Is it, though? It's not the win I'd want. Clearly, the kid's got some issues, but it is better than not walking away at all. Okay, can I... So here's here's my question. So you're saying that it's a win that Jude is still alive after dealing with the person that you personally deal with, that you get your power from and such. That that it is an entirely possible route that if we were to meet this person, we could lose our lives. Uh, yes. Okay. He, he is so not why a- did you let us bring him into this in the first place? Because you say we shouldn't get him too involved, but he's already involved. He was involved. As far as we are aware, he is not, like, checking up on Keaton. Okay, uh, but uh, do you or do you not know about a shack that's related to this man? Because you still haven't answered that question. Uh, And so you keep saying that it's not related, but you still refuse to answer the question. So... I know that there is a shack. I don't know where it is. I know that James does not like to talk about it. Oh, weird. Means that huh. Nothing good is there. June, I want you to think about this very carefully. Is James Pale someone that we are going to go talk to right now? Or is James Pale my next quarry? That decision is yours. 
Look, I, I like the three of you very, very much. And I value the relationships that the four of us have built. Uh, with getting tangled up with James and leaving the devils uh, behind. Uh, spending time with y'all has been the brightest parts of uh, my life as of late. This is not a road we should be going down. At least not yet. Um, Can you tell me one thing? Absolutely. Are you in danger? Or are you just protecting James because James gives you some kind of power? Because I'll protect you. I'll do what I can, but if you're just like protecting this weird monster dude for spell slots, you have to understand that that's not cool, right? Uh, June is going to walk away. <laughs> At that moment, Beck, you get a phone call. <laughs> Hello? Uh, <clears throat> uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, Miss Tui? Uh, as you can hear, uh, Chuck's, uh, like, m- mustache ruffle against the phone. Hey, uh, it's been a bit. <clears throat> Just wanted to, uh, to clue you in on some things. But, for the most part, I want you to stay put. Do what it is that you're doing, okay? Okay. Two of our uh, <clears throat> associates have. Uh, have you heard from Florence or Cecil at all? No, not recently. All right. I was kind of hoping they would be with you. All right. Then two of our <clears throat> uh, associates have gone missing. Oh, shit. They mentioned by fax. And there's like a, a noticeable like Ugh, in his it's like tone here that they were they thought they might have been onto something and then they just stopped responding. They didn't respond to any text. A couple of our other associates are working on it right now. I'm not trying to put all hands on deck here in the event that looking into it results in further disappearance. When we know more we can talk about this, but for right now, stay put and stay out of it, okay? Okay. I just want you to know this in case something ugly rears its head that, you know, there's a risk involved. Different. Can you tell me what Cecil and Lawrence were investigating? <clears throat> they said that they were hearing strange sounds at night like singing of some kind like um the b word I don't know Mm. just look out for yourself but don't get involved with something that's out of your comfort zone Okay. Okay. But you know that there, if there, if you do need anybody. If this escalates further, we can talk. But for right now, stay put. Okay. Yes, sir. Chuck's version of anger is extremely quiet. And you know this. (laughs) It is a, uh, I don't allow you into this further. That sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and as uh, I think this is no secret, uh, Florence is one of the only other three members that can do magic, and she's in her 60s. Uh, and Cecil is vaguely resistant to magic, but he is otherwise not special. Is Cecil also... He's in his 50s. Yeah, I was about to say, from using facts. He's the... when, when June walks away from the conversation... Does June, like, take, like, 
15 feet, or is June just, like, leaving? <laughs> oh, June is gone. June is out of here. Yeah. Okay. Is actively walking the other direction of June. <laughs> What's Cassius doing? Uh, <laughs> Cassius is standing, much like uh, uh, Anna was just miming, like in the middle of where the two were, and like desperately looking to back for like uh, what to do. Um, uh. I think it's just going to be like, um, should we talk to them or should we let them blow off steam? I don't know what. I, I think we should at least talk to Flint, right? Yeah. Why don't Why don't you talk to Flint? I'll talk to June. We'll cool off, go to our corners and see if we can figure something out. Okay. I really do get the vibe that June's really under somebody's thumb. But I don't know. Um, I'll try to see if they'll talk, but they might just need their space. So why don't you go to Flint and if if they need their space, I'll come to you too or something. We'll figure it out. Uh, and I think I'm going to page June that I'm going to the engine room if they want. Uh. Uh, no mixers. Uh, the engine room is pretty quiet tonight. Uh, I think it's like Monday, so it's not terribly active in the first place. Uh, I think Dana is there, obviously, just like kind of cleaning up. Asks if you're okay. You know, you've been away a lot lately. Are you uh, job hunting? Maybe? Uh, you could call it that. I am setting seeds to be sown at a later Jill and date. I can't possibly fathom what that means. Good. It's better to keep you on the outside, keep you fresh. For you know the you stayed at my place, right? Yeah, well, I need you for the rewrites. When we get to uh, reshoots, I need an outside eye. Okay. How's your day been? <sighs> My day's been fine, Cassius. It's, it's work, you know. I work a service industry. It's not yeah. gonna change any day ever. He does that. Is that a old dude who? Uh, not the old. I don't want to say old dude, but you know, is it, I mean, he is old. Yeah, but the man who works the, the, the train place, does he sometimes like put granola bars on the trains and then like set so that people can like like a snack or something. I don't know. They go around the, the, the whole restaurant bar. I don't know. <laughs> what is the goal of what you're saying right now? Because I do time not. Until we figure out whether June's here or not. I was well, waiting for the scene to end. <laughs> ah, I didn't want okay, to interrupt. So, fair enough. So does June never show up? No, uh, June, June will show up. Um, and a juicy narrative opening in the <laughs> granola conversation. Yeah, I don't know why he leaves granola everywhere. He seems to have a weird granola fixation. It's just a good snack. I think we see through the glass window between the two stores, <laughs> the old man with his like engineer costume being like, "Hey!" It's the it's the only uh, it's the only snack that if you store it in your pocket, instantly becomes loose. What? Hello, yep. new customer. Hello. <laughs> Welcome the to the fuck? engine room. You know, you Hi. put like a granola bar in your pocket and then suddenly you just got a pocket full of loose granola. That's never happened to me. Really? Oh. Must be just what's, a me uh, thing then. Hey, June, what's up? What's up, Cassius? Uh, what can I get for y'all? Uh, I'll have uh, four fingers of whiskey. Just right out the gate? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a sip on it. Far, far be it for me to tell you no. Do you want them as separate fingers or just one hand? I can just, yeah, I can just put them in a glass for you. That's fine. <laughs> I see. Well, I'll, t I'll take also you. your cheapest PBR. That's PBR. Thank you. 
<laughs> she cracks open a can. <laughs> yep. Y'all want any food or anything? Nah, I'm good. Thank you, though. Alright, I'm gonna go sweep up. If you need anything, just give me a holler. I can offer only a limited sage advice, but most of my company, Ice Cash, just doesn't obey it, so I'll try. Nah, you know. And uh, Dana goes and she, like, gets a broom out of a closet and is, like, sweeping around the bar. June, I, sen- I sense there is much on your mind. Uh, how, how could I best alleviate that? That sounded too open-ended. How could I best, through conversation, <laughs> help you and not through physical bodily acts? Cassius, I need you to do me a very big favor. Uh, it depends. I, I need you to do what you can to stall Flint. If I know Flint, he is arming up for Bear right about now and is going to be headed towards Eden's last. And uh, I need you to give me 24 hours. Here's the thing, June. I trust you as much as I trust any one I meet, which is, eh, you know, you more than most. But in this instance, I just need you to give me something to trust in. What is Uh, going to be different at the end of this 24 hours? Because if it's... Look, I don't know. I don't know you very well. I just... I don't want you making some kind of weird sacrifice play out of nowhere or something and I don't want to be the one who gave you the time to do that if, so I just need to know if y'all show up there to talk to James James doesn't leave loose ends no one's walking out of there if if I show up and I try and talk James off the ledge or I try and uh you know, I got uh, I got some contingencies I might be able to pull. Uh, but if it's just me, I, I might be able to, to do it. If uh, if the whole gang shows up, that's uh, that's the season finale. Wink. See, I can appreciate that. If, but if unfortunately, you at the moment, Flint, give me twenty four hours. I might be able to make this work. Sure. Here's the only problem. Is that... At this point... As much as I hate to say it, it's not clear... Whether you're state TV... Or not. You know what I mean? You don't trust... State TV... To interview Putin... How do we know that you're not in his pocket, gonna go to him, tell him everything that we have concerned, and and then tell him tell us exactly what he wants you to say? I don't know if there's anything I could say to uh, convince you, um, but uh, I think. Uh, you know, lobster's honor. From one lobsterman to another. I would I wouldn't do that. Ah <laughs> uh, you quote the old ways at me. <laughs> uh.